didn't even see the pole he had on. It's pretty slick. Um, well, we are welcome, guys. Episode 65 of the Mainly Celtics podcast, and the Celtics are your Eastern Conference champs. Um, they'll pull out, uh, what was it, 196 victory last night over the Miami Heat. Um, just do you have any thoughts about this game? I unfortunately had to listen to it over the radio, so I didn't get a good, uh, quite the visual. I was driving back last night from New York. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Celtics are going to the finals. It's pretty cool that Kadem won the first ever Larry Bird uh, conference MVP trophy. But it was just a gutsy win. I mean, they were up eight to 10 points most of the game. And it obviously got really scary at the end. Um, but all in all, it was a good group effort. Smart took a lot of shots, but he played well. Yeah. Um, they. I mean, they got to a big lead. It was, it, was, it was. What was the score after the first? It was like 35 to 17 or 31 to 17, something like that. Yeah, they were up like 15 or 17 early. They got up to a pretty strong start, which was nice to see. Just hoping you could just put them away early. Clearly, they didn't do that. Um, almost came down to the very end. That would have been an absolutely heartbreaking, heartbreaking loss. Um, I felt like my life was flashing before my eyes, which is an exaggeration. But they were up like 11 or two minutes or three minutes and just didn't score. I know. I was starting to get very nervous towards the end. I was like, then they I hit like, the three two. Yeah. Um, that would, yeah. I mean, that was huge. Obviously, Tatum, Tatum and Jalen Brown. Played very well. Smart took a lot of shots, like you said, but still played very well. Um, the guy I think I'm most happy for to move on this series is Al Horford. It's got to be Al. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Al. Like, obviously, he's the vet. Well, he's 35 years old right now. Um, I believe he's played in the most playoff games in NBA history before playing in an NBA Finals or without playing in an NBA Finals. Yeah, I saw that. He's at, he's at like 141. And it's just like it's crazy he hasn't just like locked on to an NBA Finals team with some of the teams he's played on. Um, obviously, he's playing on those Hawks teams that were very good regular season teams and never really had a star player. Aside from maybe Al, Al was probably their best player on a lot of those teams. Um, but then obviously played with the Celtics where he came uh, for a couple years where he came very close, got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I believe two of those years with Al. Uh, he played on the Sixers, who obviously that didn't work as well, but still a very talented team with a lot of very talented players. And now being back in Boston, he's finally going to a um, NBA Finals. And it's kind of cool because it's it feels like this is hopefully the new the kind of the new school. Hopefully, this is the start of a dynasty for for the Celtics. Um, again, it's kind of the old school where you have the Warriors who have already been an established dynasty with the core of Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry. Uh, but hopefully, this is kind of passing the torch moment from one era to the other. Obviously, the the Warriors haven't won a title in a, in a few years now. But it'd still be very cool to see to kind of beat beat one of those teams that's been kind of I mean probably the greatest team of the the 2010 decade and hopefully the 2020s is the is the decade of the Celtics. Yeah, I definitely agree about Al. Um, super happy for him. Hearing the players post game interviews, you can just tell um, Al is the definition of a selfless teammate. Um, I think it was Marcus specifically. And Marcus and Jalen saying just the highest praise for Al, you know, how grateful they are to learn from him and how he's just like so professional every day. And I totally believe it. Like re-signing Al was such a great move by Brad. 
Well, um, not resetting, trading for. Or trading for. Yeah. Um, it was Kemba for Al, right? Yeah. And, you know, some people even thought it was kind of just like a salary dump, get a good year out of him, hopefully. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I believe every penny of his contract and more. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to make a serious decision, I think, next year, but obviously we're not going to talk about this yet. Um, but with him, I was looking, I was looking back, some people posted the draft grades. I believe they just like, it was like SI, ESPN, like maybe CBS Sports. They like, one gave it like a C plus, one gave it for like, as mm-hmm. in terms of themselves, one gave it a B, one gave it a B plus. And like, in hindsight, like that was easily an A plus move. Like this, this team would be no, like, they've been built on the defense, especially Rob being out. They would not have had a chance in these playoffs without Al Horford. I mean, the Tice accusation even, like, obviously he's played, you know, only a game here and there and how much Grant stepped up. But, yeah, without Al and Tice back and Grant stepping up, we, we would have really struggled in the post. I, mean, I feel like Tice's really only impact was, I mean, the Brooklyn series, I think we would have won the Brooklyn series either way with or without Tice. But I do think he helped a lot and able to, like, he was, able, he was playable in the Brooklyn sense. series. Yeah, the last yeah. two series, it's it's been real tough for Tice to really like warrant him getting much playing time. We saw Rob. Rob clearly wasn't very healthy. He was clearly very bothered last night. Um, didn't have a very typical Rob performance, and he finished with, like two points and like three rebounds, like fourteen minutes. And they kind of canned him because it just it wasn't worth it. Like he just wasn't playing uh, his normal game, and we're gonna need him healthy for the Warriors. Um, Grant, obviously, like you said, stepped up a lot, just not only in this series, but in the previous series. Uh, and we, we have a lot of different looks. Uh, I don't want to, I, I do want to have a chance to continue talking about the Heat series a little bit, but it, it's hard not looking ahead, just kind of thinking about some of the matchups we're going to see. But I mean, this series, I really was thinking that the Celtics with the momentum they had from game five, we're going to win this in game six. Um, Game six obviously wasn't a very pretty game, and it was kind of the. And I thought with Rob being there and Marcus being there and Hero being out once again, the Heat weren't kind of the shot making in order to beat us in Game six, especially on our home court. Well, the Celtics I feel like haven't been very great. I don't know what their record is exactly at home these playoffs, but I feel like it hasn't been too great because we closed they out have a better road record than they do home. I think we're six and two on the road or seven and two maybe now. Yeah, because I know. Well, the the Milwaukee series, I know we won. I think we won two on the road, and then we obviously yeah. won two against Brooklyn, and we just won three against Heat. Yeah, we must have won. So, yeah, we seven and two on the road. Yeah, uh, that right? Because we won. Because we won. You said we won two in the last series. Yeah, so it would have been two and two on the road. No, they okay. were two and one on the road. No, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm not gonna do the math right now. My, I can't no, I think. think it is seven and two on the road. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been very impressive on the road, and they've been super impressive after losses. Like they're still undefeated this year, um, in the playoffs after a loss. I believe they're like, I think they're what six and zero now, seven and zero, something like that. So I think each one I of the this, each one of the Milwaukee games was after a loss, aside from Game Seven. But this Celtics playoff run has really exposed, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, home court advantage is big. Um, but, man, it feels like every game the the narrative and the probability sways huge in one team's favor. 
And, you know, we were down 3-2 in Milwaukee and then a game seven on the road. Like, both of those scenarios seem like they would favor the home teams. And we've just been able to win on the road. It, it's it's insane, honestly. Yeah, I think in game six, we we're like eight and a half point favorites. And we just, we lose that game. We come back in game I seven. I were going to cover that, too. <laughs> Obviously, in hindsight. I thought with everything that was happening, I was like, oh, the momentum. And you saw, like, Heat fans. Like, I saw a lot of Heat fans online, like, wherever it was, which is like, yo, the series is over. Not a chance. Like, mm-hmm. Heat have no chance to win. Like, the series is over. Don't even – just, like, pack and it up now. Game on, saying on the TNT show, like, we're going to play Boston. Yeah. I, I mean, he, that, he, he was right. Um, obviously, the Heat didn't just fold. I think that this series was – I mean, this was rough and – I really do hate this playoff format. I really wish they were giving these guys more breaks in between games. It's kind of ridiculous that they're traveling from Boston, Miami, and getting only one day's rest in between every game. At least mm-hmm. games like, uh, well, yeah, really game between games two and three, between four and five, and then the remainder of that series. Um, it's just kind of ridiculous. Like both teams are so beat up by the end of it. You had Rob was, wasn't pl- feeling very well. Uh, Smart was listed on the injury report. You had Tyler Hero, who was out for a majority of this. Uh, PJ, um, PJ Tucker, Tucker was up. Kyle Lowry yeah. definitely. I mean, I'm hoping that was Kyle Lowry who's still injured because he did not look good this series at all. Um, he's actually, obviously, but yeah, I I like Spolster a lot. Actually, um, it's easy to hate him in the series, but his you know post game interview, he he almost started to like bring up the injuries, and I just loved how he like pre hedged it and was like. I'm going to bring up our injuries, but like the Celtics have them too. Like this was just a gutsy series by both sides. Like yeah. he like stopped himself and made, like, I just liked how he said it. He's like, both of us were beaten up. Both of us had, you know, key players with injuries playing through it. Yeah. And it was uh, tough. Yeah. That's what you want to see, like you want to see, I think the Celtics are the better team either way, but you want to see the best players. Yeah. play. Yeah. And I got a question for you though. Not Celtics, but do you think Jimmy's last three years? I mean, he's been dominant in the playoffs. Do you think that gets him in the Hall of Fame? I think he's a Hall of Fame player. He didn't make the All NBA team this year, did he? I don't. uh, Let me look up his basketball reference page right now. Because I mean, I always look at Reggie Miller. Like Reggie Miller is obviously a great playoff player. Um, But the thing with Reggie Miller that was kind of surprising, I believe he only made three All NBA teams. Like, which a lot of people don't think about. I know Chris Webber's made a bunch more, but Jimmy Butler's been like pretty much a perennial All Star. Um, he's made a he's made several All Defensive teams. Uh, he's been on winning teams. He hasn't won a championship. Yeah, I mean he's five time All Defensive team. He's made four All NBA teams, six All Stars. Um, I would say so. I would say yes as well, but I think this last few seasons cemented it, whereas before it was, you know, a toss-up, maybe even leaning not. I mean, I think as long as he makes, like, one or two more All-Star games, makes, like, one more All-NBA team, I think he's pretty much a shoe-in. But, yeah, he's one of those guys, like, I have a lot of those. He was kind of in that category. I know I've talked about with, like, Blake Griffin a lot. Or Blake Griffin's a really weird one, too. But Jimmy Butler was in that conversation. was like, okay, will he, won't he be a Hall of Famer? Like, he's probably one of those guys borderline. But even in – how old is he? he's old? Always older than I think he is. Cause he, I believe he was a four year guy. Yeah, he's thirty. He's about thirty three years old. Um, he's thirty two right now. But as long as he probably makes like one more all all star team, one I think he's probably in either way. But I just think that would probably cement it. Um, 
he's been the best player on a team that's been to the finals. Um, he's taken this Miami Heat team to the finals, uh, the Eastern Conference finals, twice now. Um, he's just a very solid player. Like, I really respect Jimmy Butler. Obviously, I don't like how he does things a lot of times. Like, say what happened in uh, Minnesota, like kind of forcing his way out. But in a lot of situations, he was kind of right, especially in Philly. Like, he was right there. He was right to be pissed off at Philly. Like, they clearly made the wrong decision choosing Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler because um, yeah, they wanted to have control of the offense. And Jimmy Butler clearly, like, kind of isolated him out of the offense when he was playing. Uh, during those playoffs a few years ago, and Jimmy Butler's right. Like Jimmy Butler's like, I'm that dude. Like, <laughs> like you can yeah, win a championship. Yeah. I think you can win a championship with Jimmy Butler. Um, maybe not as your best player. I think that. I mean, I think borderline, but I think as your second best player, you can definitely win a championship with Jimmy Butler. I agree, and he's one of those guys that's willing to be the second. Best. Like he was willing to let it be Embiid's team. It was. Oh just yeah, like, like, that's offense and like you said, Simmons. No, he yeah, he loves Embiid. Like he was, he was ready to be that number two. He's like, I want to be the playmaker for him. Like I want to be the the guy that's initiating the offense. But I don't know. It's that clear. I mean, I'm glad Philly made the wrong decision. It makes me happy to see Philly, um, Philly completely continue to fumble the process. But uh, I think this Heat team is going to continue to be competitive. I think they're going to have to maybe make a decision with Kyle Lowry, try and get third player there because i mean as good as lowry was for a, a large part of the season he's only getting older and i think these injuries are going to continue to pile up he's usually a very durable guy but i think he's probably going to the point in his career where he's just going to be uh you know his body's going to start to to start to deteriorate on him a little bit well let's look forward to the warriors series a little yes um so my first thought was like wow the celtics really match up really well with the warriors but I looked at the other side, and I was like, well, the Warriors really match up really well with the Celtics defensively, too. Um, obviously, I think Rob being healthy is going to be a huge a huge if in this series. Uh, but I think they're not going to really beat us. They're not really they're not a team that's going to be really killing us from the paint. Um, I would like to see where they rank as far as um, you know points in the paint among NBA teams because they're not going to be a team that really kills you. Clearly, they're, they're a great jump-shooting team. Um, they've been built around the ability to shoot the three. They definitely have guys that can that can penetrate. Uh, but you just think of guys like they have a lot of really good defenders. You saw Andrew Wiggins step up and really guard Luka Doncic very well. I think he's going to be able to do the same thing to whether he's matched up on Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum during the series. I think he's probably matched up on Tatum for a majority of the series. Um, you have Clay Thompson, who's not the defender he once was. He's still probably – what I, I'd probably still consider him a uh, at least an average, like at least an average to above average probably defender. Above average, yeah. yeah. Um. So like, I mean, and then you have Draymond. Draymond can definitely play on uh, play on Jason Tatum. He definitely can play on uh, guard Robert Williams. He definitely can guard Al Horford. Um, Steph's never been a great defender, but he's he's at least average. Like he's not someone you can really pick on too too much. I mean, you can pick on mismatches, but he's a fine enough defender, and they're a good enough defensive team where they're going to be able to defend. Um, they have Otto Porter on their bench as well. I don't know if he's going to be healthy for the series. I know he was kind of in and out. Um, he might this rest might have been able to help get him back healthy, but he's another guy you can throw on Jason Tatum. And from the other side, like. Obviously, we have, we have Smart and Derek White for Steph. Uh, we have 
Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum for guys like Clay Thompson and uh, Andrew Wiggins. Oh. Yeah, Poole. Uh, same thing, Derek White, uh, Marcus Smart from Jordan Poole. Uh, I'm not too worried about Draymond offensively, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the best. It's the best two defensive teams. It's going to be a battle. Yeah. Um, were they really number two in defense this year? I think I, I saw some. I think I saw some. Oh yeah, I think they were. We were literally tied on one of the metrics. Like yeah, because they were they were leading for a while. Like Draymond, Draymond was going to be a shoe in for Depoy if he stayed healthy, but um, he wasn't able to do that. And I'm going to just correct myself right now. Uh, the Warriors are ninth in percentage of points scored in the paint, so they are a team that can definitely penetrate and score a lot of points in the paint. Definitely not what you think of initially when you think of the Warriors, uh, but I think that that leads to my point how much we're going to need Rob. Um, both of us, both us and the Warriors can go big or go small. So I think we're going to see a lot of different looks, a lot of different lineups from both sides. It's going to be very interesting to see some of the matchups during the series. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think historically we match up in terms of the last five years. We, we've played the Warriors well. Um, I know we've won on the road a few times in the last few seasons. I remember we we busted their home winning streak um, the 73-9 and nine year. And I don't think they'd lost a, a home game all year, and we came in and beat them. So I think it's going to be another back-and-forth series. I see us splitting the first two games and then maybe doing the same thing at home and it being – um, down to a three-game series again. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Like, this is not a team I want to play. Like, this is just a very complete team. And we've kind of talked about, like, I think the Warriors and the Suns were the two best team, the teams I was most afraid of out west because of how complete they are. Like, like I said, they can go big and they can go small. They could put Draymond Green at center, go small, really push the pace. They have a guy that kind of like similar how when we put Al Horford at center. They can throw lineups there where they can have five guys who can handle the ball. Um, they can go big. They can put Kevon Looney in there. Kevon Looney absolutely dominated some matchups in the previous series, um, being able to rip off like 20 boards. Like They have a lot of quality players. They obviously have the pool party lineup, which is a great offensive lineup, a lot of spacing, a lot of shooting. Uh, we can do something similar. We throw Peyton Pritchard in there with all of our shooters with Al running center. Um not quite maybe to that effect, but like we're going to be able to see a lot of different lineups, a lot of creative lineups. And obviously I think we have two great coaches in Steve Kerr and Amanadoka is, I mean, he's one of the best of them. I think probably Spo is probably the best coach in the league um, just based on what he does year in and year out. But I, I think MA was what he's shown us the second half of the year. Um, he's definitely someone I consider one of the, one of the top coaches in the, in the NBA right now. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't argue with putting Spo at number one and, in no order, my three would probably be Spo, Kerr, and Ime. So <laughs> it's going to be a good battle. Um, we'll see a lot of adjustments. It'll be fun. It's going to be a fun series. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Celtics and the Warriors, of course, played twice during the regular season. Um, they split the season series one-to-one. The Celtics had a plus 7.8 net rating against them. Um, let's see what that – equals out to the differential but um no i mean it's this really was a, it's a small it's, sample size but 
the Warriors is really just a perfect, you know, end to this this gauntlet of a playoffs um, run they've had. Like, yeah, it's the toughest team, but it would be the sweetest to be. Like, if if we can pull this off, like you said, it starts feeling like, you know, let's try to make this into a dynasty. It's, we'll start becoming the expectation. I know. Someone was talking about it. It's like if the Warriors win the series, if it's – I think someone's like, what's your hot take from this series? And I think one person said, well, if Steph wins and wins finals MVP, I think you have to start putting him in the conversation with Braun for one of the best players of all time. And then it's like if the Celtics win, I think you have to say that you have to consider Tatum's run to these finals and through these finals as a tougher run than LeBron's ever had. Because, I mean, you think about it, like, peak of their powers, facing Kevin Durant, many people consider one of the top three players in the NBA. Beat Giannis, who many consider the best player in the NBA. I mean, some people consider Durant the best player in the NBA. Then you have Jimmy Butler with this Heat team that, I mean, Jimmy this Butler. I think heat team. Yeah. Yeah. Number one seed in the East. Uh, you have Jimmy Butler, who's a top 10 player. You have Bam Adebayo, who's probably a top 25 player in the NBA right now. Um, you beat a team of guys of veteran players. Like, this is no no slouch. Um, and then you play the Warriors in the part of their dynasty, who LeBron was only able to get one ring off of. Um, so I, I think yeah. it's, it's – I, I like both those narratives. That was very cool. And I was like, oh, don't don't let me get that one started with a Jason Tatum take. <laughs> yeah, I guess it will be some consolation to say that's better than LeBron and have an argument. But I, I like our odds. I really do. I think we're winning it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Like, I felt a lot more comfortable, obviously, with the Heat series, with the Bucks series, even though those – uh, both went seven games because I was like, with the Heat, I just think we were a better team than the Heat with the Bucs. I was like, with Middleton out, um, I think I may have said it before the series, I, I, at least I thought it if I didn't get it out on the airwaves. But I was like, I think the Bucs are the team I'm most afraid of in the in these NBA playoffs. Like, I think they're the better team. I, I, th- I think a fully healthy Bucks team was probably better than us, but they weren't healthy, and that's just how the cards fall. Um, they didn't have Middleton, yeah, and I think it was – I don't think, you know, Middleton back would have just mentally lost for sure. But you're right. It's a different series. Yeah, I mean, just coming into it, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm still scared of the Bucs. Like, I'm pat- like they're the defending NBA champions. I don't think yeah. any player in the league is better than Giannis. Um, Chris Middleton seems to kill us every time we play him. Uh, Drew Holiday is no slouch himself. So I thought a lot of combination of things. I was like, really didn't love our matchup if we were to face the Bucs fully healthy, but we didn't. Um, the Heat, I felt really confident with because I was like, I just think we're better than the Heat. The Nets, same thing. I was like, the Nets didn't have these guys. The Warriors is just like, like very good team. We obviously haven't played them a lot because they're in the West. Um, they obviously have the experience. They have all the veterans that know how to do it. I hope the moment doesn't too get get too big for some of our young stars. But I mean, I think this is going to be a really competitive. Se- I'd be very surprised if this series went less than six games on either side, just for the fact that I think. Like I was talking about earlier, I just think that both teams match up very well against each other. I think this is going to be a dogfight of a series. I agree. Like I said, I think it's going seven, and we're going to have to win it on the road. That's just my prediction. Of course, I hope. That'd be very it. cool. I'm, I'm for sure. I'm looking at the season. Um, I believe game five's on uh, Monday the 13th, June 13th, which is my last day of school. So if that's the case, then it's like sick. As long as as long as they don't sweep, which I would, I mean, I don't think there's any way there's a sweep here. Um, then that means I'll probably get people to go down to the parade, which would be very cool. I definitely yeah, want to do that. Yeah, 
I'll probably have to choose between going to a game or the parade, but I'll probably just go to a game. I think I'm, I think Zane and I are going to go to game three, so that'll be fun. Yeah, that would, yeah, I'm sure that would be fun. You said game three? Yeah. In, in San Francisco. Oh, wait, no, game three. Yeah, game three awesome. I can't, I'm, my mind is not working today. Um, yeah, game one, I believe, is on Thursday at 9 p.m., which obviously sucks, like I said. Not a fan of that. No. Uh, I just I just don't get it. Like those eight thirty games are long enough, especially like when you think about it. Eight thirty means nine, so nine is going to be nine thirty. And all the commercials that run through the NBA finals, like these games are going over till twelve thirty Eastern time. I know it's obviously the West Coast viewers, but it's annoying, especially when it's specifically an East series. Like, come on, we got Miami and Boston. We're both in the same time zone. Like, well, I'm talking about with the next. Yeah, I mean, it was annoying this. No, I know, I know. What I'm just saying. I mean, I stayed. I stayed up for for games six and seven, um, with the eight thirty games, and they were. I mean, they were getting over at eleven thirty at night, which is just brutal for waking up at like three thirty in the morning every day. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's tough. It's tough with the dog. Um. But yeah, it's the nine o'clock games. They're knocking over till twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. That's gonna be tough. I might, I might just record them and watch them when I wake up at three thirty in the morning. Uh, really sucks, but it's just like I can't stay up that late and then go to work and then turn around, and wake up at three thirty in the morning and go to work. Like that's just a long day for me. Um, so I'm usually in bed on nights they don't have games. I'm usually in bed by eight thirty and like asleep by nine. So that's a big difference. Um. All right. Well, do you have any other takes? Any other exciting things happening? Not really. We've been talking to you since you graduated. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Now a business owner, correct? Yep. So first two weeks into that, gone pretty good. Yeah. So if you need pest control in the greater uh, in the <laughs> Jacksonville. Greater, uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina area, then make sure to <laughs> hit up Nolan. I'd be um, damned if we had a viewer out here. No, I mean, we're getting up there. We're starting to get like close to like 30. I think our average right now, unless we've, we've dropped a little bit, which we might have. I've been kind of slacking on the socials, but um, I think we were close to like near, yeah, so about 25 or so per episode. It's pretty good. Yeah. Maybe we'll have someone in the Jacksonville, North Carolina area. but Maybe um, the playoff success will drive the numbers up. Yeah, that's what we that's what we're hoping for. Hoping for a long season. People want to continue watching the Celtics. The worst thing that's gonna happen is when, when the summer comes. The summer episodes are tough. No one really wants to hear about the Celtics basketball when the only news trade is yeah. yeah. When it's just like you trade rumors or we signed Ennis Canner or <laughs> like that was what it was. Some episodes were like, Oh, well, we signed Ennis Canner. What are our thoughts? Eh, I guess he's an okay guy in the locker room. I don't know. Do we still have Yam Madar? overseas yeah we still have Jan. we still have uh bagarin that still are supposed to come over next year um i don't know where, where they're gonna fit in i like like we've, we'll we've talked about kind of <laughs> yeah we have a lot of summer stuff to talk about we have pretty much i think we have literally all of our guys in our contract this next year i believe grant this was his third year yeah his first year was a bubble year so we're gonna have to start talking about grant extensions but um Right, yeah, because first year was a bubble, then last year, then this year. Okay, um, 
So Grant, Grant, okay. and Pritchard, we're going to have to talk about resigning. And then I believe Al's contract um, this series. It's up at the end of the year. Implications. Yeah, but um, I guess it's like six. I, I don't think is guaranteed, but it's like we were going to give it to him anyway. So I know. it's one of those things where, like, for most of this year, I was like, oh, we'll just probably trade him this all. Like, he's going to build up a stock. We'll trade him for maybe a younger guy. It's like, I don't know if we can trade him now. Like, he's been so clutch. And, like, obviously, he's only going to get worse with age. But, like, we might just ride it out one more year with Al and try and figure something out a year later. I mean, it kind of stinks, but it's like, now that we're this close, it's really hard to like, okay, let's probably during these playoffs, I'd say he's probably our third or fourth most important player during these playoffs. I don't know where you put him or smart, but just being like, yeah, let's just trade him away for, for peace. And like a lot of, I don't think a lot of teams can be like get, giving us this like premium package form because of his age, because of that contract right. number single year. Um, so I just think I like, think we're just going to probably keep him. We might just run it back with the core and be like, you know what? We have a core of eight guys, and we're going to be able to bring back these same eight guys, maybe get um, one guy for an MLE, which we – once again, we can talk about this. We'll table this for later because I'm sure we're going to have a lot of offseason stuff to talk about. Um, so I want to save that for then. But um, like we said, game one, Thursday, 9 p.m. Um, so that will be exciting. And we will see you guys next week, I believe. So I'm guessing game two is on Sunday or Saturday. I think it's just two uh, every other day. They're really going to do that to us? So what's Sunday? Sunday's the fifth. Yep, game two at 8. eight. No, it's on Sunday. So okay. we might have to record Monday morning because I really don't want to record before game two. So maybe we'll do another Tuesday. This one's going to be out. It's going to be out when you're listening to this on Monday. Um we might have to record a Monday evening one and just post it then because I want to make sure we talk about have two two games worth of thoughts um, out in the airwaves. Okay. Well, see you next week.